0: Once again, three shows, 24 hours Three shows, 24 hours The show, the after party, and then the hotel This is King Nona Uncensored And we got new music Fridays And let me tell you something I got seven album reviews for y'all All y'all niggas that need that musical fix You know, understand? Y'all niggas into that uh, If y'all niggas is into these albums that I fuck with I'll let you know whether you, uh Should check them out or not, but um, it was gonna be eight album reviews, but one album was so bad it just wasn't worth putting into the uh show, so that one had to go. Not gonna explain which person that was, but we got some shenanigans for y'all today because we, I want to thank y'all for fucking with the uh versus episode. I got a lot of plays on that one. I appreciate y'all. Just wanted to let y'all know that. And you do know that. Um, a trade went down in the NBA world. Um, Terrence Ross was traded from the Orlando Magic to the Los Angeles Clippers for Luke Kennard. Wow. I wasn't expecting uh, the Clippers to give up on Kennard so much, but I think that I don't think that they was going to play him that much next year. So they figured that they just cut bait. But I'm surprised they traded Kennard. That's weird, but okay. Man, Clippers got a lot of them 6'7 wing motherfuckers. You got Terrence Mann who like 6'5". You got Norm Powell that's like 6'5". five. You got Marcus Morris who's 6'8". Got Paul George and Kawhi, of course, who are both like 6'8, 6'9, 6'7 range. Clippers gonna be a very unique team next year. They should run a lot of zone. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Cause all of them niggas know how to intercept passes like a motherfucker. But let's get to let's get down to business. I don't got no time to play around with, is this? Alright. Chris Brown. We have a Chris Brown sighting. Now, the deluxe edition, I did not get a chance to get my hands on it. I got the regular album, the 24 tracks. And, I mean, a lot of y'all not going to like what I have to say. Chris Brown's Achilles heel has always been too many fillers on these albums. Because, you know, say for example, if you would have cut this album from 24 to 18, this probably would have been a perfect album. In my opinion, he had the right joints. He had the... I don't know about the features, though. But let's go through it, man. Let's go through Chris Brown's 10th album, Breezy. Chris Brown is a vet, ladies and gentlemen. He is a legend. Don't get it twisted or fucked up. I'm a big fan of his. But I know where he stands amongst the land of the elitist. You know what I'm saying? And CB, he's been quite consistent It's just like I said, the Achilles heel fillers. Let's break down Breezy, shall we? Till the wheels fall off featuring Lil Durk and Capella Gray. Now, um, the song is cool. It's cool. But Lil Durk killed this song. I'm not going to hold you. I thought that was Gunna. Because Lil Durk sounded like Gunna on this song. I'm not going to hold you. I was like, oh shit, this nigga Gunna came on here and killed and then, and then to find out, it's fucking Dirk. But um, without that Dirk verse, the song is just okay. Dirk put this song on another level. Um, Catch a Body featuring Fivio Foreign. I fucking hate this song. I fucking hate it. Chris Brown jumping on the fucking New York drill shit. I mean, Chris Brown makes it work. But I just don't like the song at all. I don't like Catch a Body. It's probably the worst song on here, in my opinion. Pitch Black. That shit dope. I fuck with that. Possessive featuring Lil Wayne and, and Young Blue. Oh my God, man. This record is fire. Lil Wayne verse was crazy. Addicted featuring Lil Baby. I think Chris Brown got washed by Lil Baby on this song. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Without Lil Baby, the track is just average to me. This first half of the album was shaky. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I think Addicted could have been more of a Lil Baby record. Those are just my thoughts on it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Call Me Every Day featuring WizKid. The song is cool. I expected a little bit more from it. I think it was just way too short. That, you know, bring back the third verse, ladies and gentlemen. Bring back the third verse. Close your featuring her. That's dope. I like that. Need you right here. I don't know what's up with Chris Brown on the first half of this album, man. This nigga, nigga was coming mid on some of these songs. Because Bryson Tiller was the best part of the song to me. Need You Right Here is solid. Don't get me wrong, but Tiller made this track right. And Sex Memories. Oh my God. This is the most disappointing track on the album. Probably, it's probably a a two-way tie with the worst track on the album this song is just a hundred percent corny it's corny as fuck. like chris brown and ella may fail once again because whatchamacallit was ass when they did that song whatchamacallit on ella first album that was the weakest song on ella may that's probably the only wax song on there i don't know like Chris Brown and LMA got one more chance with me And then I'm gonna get to the point where I'm just like They shouldn't collaborate anymore It's just the lyrics were just whack on here I just wasn't feeling that shit Now, things take a turn In the album where Mm-hmm Featuring ESTG this is among one of my favorite songs on Breezy. Like, Chris Brown kills it, the beat fire, ESTG catches a body on the verse. Psychic featuring Jack Harlow. This is a pop record. This is a this 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 shit got hit potential right here. Like, Jack Harlow verse is kind of corny. But that's okay. You know, Jack Harlow. His lines just ain't hitting like they was on the first album. But Psychic is just one of those pop records that... um It's gonna get heavy radio play, I think. Show It featuring Blast. Now, this is another record with hit potential on here. Show It. I think that shit's dope. Sleep at Night. I think Chris Brown... Is at his best on ballots. I think ballots is Chris Brown's strength. Now the party records are cool, you know what I'm saying? People like his party records, but when Chris Brown get in his ballot bag, that motherfucker's dangerous. Like Mike, dangerous, but not 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 bad, not thrilling, not off the wall, but just just dangerous. I. sleep at night is no exception which is cool passing time that's another decent record i'm not mad at that now this is probably my second favorite song on the album warm embrace this is that johnny gill new edition vibe you know what i'm saying it's that early 90s Begging R&B. This is what we want from CB. This is what, you know, fans like me want. uh, That's that real R&B. You know, because after watching them niggas uh, disrespect R&B on that versus, (laughs) it felt good to hear some refreshing real R&B. Forbidden. Now, this is a pop record right here. This is a hit record. It's pop, but it's not corny. Like, I love Forbidden. This is another one of my favorites on here. Bad Than the Beach, featuring Tory Lanez. I think Chris Brown and Tory Lanez need to hook up and do an album called Ike Turner and Joe Jackson. That shit would be hard. Bad Than the Beach is catchy, It's fun. This is when the album starts to turn for the good because that first half... Was shaky You know it was some whack shit On that first half This second half is becoming better And better and better Survive the night That's pretty decent Just a level above mid Dream Fucking fire Slide fucking fire Harder Another great ballad By Chris Brown On some new shit It's a good song I enjoy on some new shit I just think it could have had a third verse. That's the only gripe I have. Luckiest Man is well-written. Great lyrics. Awesome lyrics. And then the last song, which is my favorite song on the whole entire project. Ify. Now, Ify was the single. And when I finally heard it again, because I remember hearing it. And then I heard it again. I was like, this is a fucking... This is a fucking hit record. All in all, I think Breezy should have cut a couple of tracks off of here. You know, this is the difference between a B and an A-. You know what I'm saying? Now, I do understand Chris Brown does own his masters, so when he puts 40, 50 tracks on the album and people stream that shit because he's Chris Brown, that nigga make a shit ton of money. I get that, dog, but in order for your discography to improve, you gotta make quality over quantity sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because Chris Brown is a great artist. No one's taking that away from him. No one's taking away his talent. It's just with these albums with a hundred tracks on there. It's a lot of fillers. This album was no different. But however, this album had memorable moments like Iffy, Warm Embrace, Forbidden, um, hmm. Um, and Lil Wayne's Possessive Verse. <gasps> Where would I rank this album as far as Chris Brown? Just smack dab in the middle. Right in the middle. Let's move on to Duke Deuce. Crunk star. Um, Duke Deuce is a rapper from Memphis that does crunk music. Now, crunk music... You know what I'm saying? Is alive and well with this man. Spearheading it. Um, From now on it's just an intro it's just him shouting at the crowd he has a lot of these interludes it's kind of like he's on tour crunk stars that song is catchy as shit i'm be- i'm slowly becoming a duke Deuce fan crunk stars is catchy without being corny i ain't worried about it another one of them crunk up tempo fuck all y'all jams hell naw, featuring Kokash, gloss up and slime Rony fucking dope how those four uh, bounce off of each other by just completely disrespecting each other throughout the track fire falling off featuring Rico Nasty now Rico Nasty is another one of those artists that does crump music but she's a little bit more versatile she does more like a, a punk rock type of thing more so and I think Duke Deuce and Rico Nasty are a match made in heaven on this track dj toots live is just dj toots shouting and then open up featuring dj toots this gives me 2002 little john vibes as it's just a bunch of chants throughout the record just say that featuring glorilla glorilla is a, a pretty much a up-and-coming artist out of memphis who has the song fuck nigga free and she is on the track with Duke and This track is pretty decent Not mad at it Not the best song on here though I Get Crunk is like They put They sample I Need Love And then just threw trap drums on it That shit was very interesting Money Bandana Featuring Doughboy and Babyface Ray um, This was a surprise I was surprised how uh, Of how dope and, and catchy This song is and Babyface Ray didn't fuck this shit up. And Doughboy didn't either. Neither did Duke Deuce. This is very, very catchy record. Rage, another one of those songs where you go to the rage room and you destroy, completely destroy the room. Animosity featuring Lil Yachty. Another one of them crunk bangers. Blood, sweat, and tears. Same thing. Crowd control, another uh interlude. What the fuck? You know, that's his signature lib What the fuck? You know, and why not make a song called What the Fuck? Very up tempo, very crump. Flip the switch with Juicy J. I mean, I'm glad that he's um Working with Juice, you know what I'm saying? Seeing that they from the same city. I'm Alive Again, um, this is like a pop record. Running Out of Love, same thing. Encore is just pretty much like the song before the last song. It's a skit. And uh, Living Life, pretty catchy. All in all, Crunkstar is a dope project. It's definitely one of the more entertaining projects of the year. Definitely worthy of checking out. You know what I'm saying. I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this shit. Duke Noose is like a low key asset to uh, quality control. Lupe Fiasco, drill music, and Zion. Now I was anticipating this project because I'm a big Lupe Fiasco fan, and I feel like he's very highly underrated. His discography would stand toe-to-toe with some of your favorite rappers' discographies, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lupe took out a few of y'all favorite rappers' albums, because a lot of your favorite artists have been getting away with being mid and not keeping themselves in tip-top shape lyrically. But Lupe Fiasco is of no exception to the rule, as Drill Music and Zion Sounds differently than any other album That I've heard in 2022 As Lupe Fiasco Decides to focus on More substance As he Tackles topics such as religion Orientation Thought process And the problems going on In the hip hop community Hence the title Drill Music in Zion Now Gotti Or the Lion's Dean Features his sister Aisha Jayko, um, Who is Featured on some of Lupe's Earlier work Haven't heard from her in a while Since uh, Tetsuo in youth But uh, the Lion's Dean Is pretty much Aisha Jayco Breaking down a poem About the state Of hip hop Now Gotti It's a dope opener I love Gotti Auto Botto featuring Naira. That's ni- 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 Naira. Damn, I can't pronounce this lady's name. But she's the only feature on the project. It's no rap features on here. Auto Botto is probably the only song on here that sounds current. And it's definitely got a bounce. And Lupe just tears this track the fuck up. Now, Lupe flow is exhibited throughout this project precious things it's probably my least favorite song on here but it still has great subject matter kiosk now this is one of the more um creative songs on here where he just compares every uh every different type of individual and then just places them inside of the mall at a kiosk and i think that's very creative and the lyrical ability on here is just priceless. Jellybean. Miss Mural. Now, this is the third sequel to the Mural series. Now, the original Mural was on Tetsuo and Youth, and Mural 2 was on Drogus Wave. And Miss Mural is no slouch to the other two murals. I think, I actually like Miss Mural over Mural 2, in my opinion. Nothing is gonna beat the original mural though. And I like the way that Lupe tells this story. Because both because all three murals don't have no hook. Naomi, this is my favorite record on here, man. I'm a sucker for Boom Bap. And then just Lupe just destroys this track. Now the title track, Drill Music in Zion, this hook is very infectious. And I just like the the story that Lupe tells on this record. Seattle, Lupe Fiasco, uh, and that also features Naira. Now Seattle, Lupe destroys this track with this fast-paced flow. The last track on 4 man. This nigga literally starts off the first verse by saying, rappers are dying too much and doesn't continue the first verse until the second verse begins. And he definitely bought back the third verse. <laughs> all in all, I think, if you want my honest opinion about this album, I think this is one of the best albums released in 2022 because Lupe Fiasco doesn't sacrifice doesn't sell his soul Doesn't conform He decided to make a completely different album Than what other people are doing And it shows that he really cares about The rap game And the integrity of the rap game And he, and then you know Sometimes Lupe as an individual Could be a hypocrite But you know We just talking about the album Not the individual Let's just keep this shit music Now, let's move on to French Montana, Montega. French Montana teamed up with producer Harry Fraud to drop one of the more surprising albums of the year. Now, Blue Chills, um, he talks about um, losing Max B and and Chinks. You know what I'm saying? Max B to jail, Chinks to death. You know, he's still pretty much haunted by that. The production on Montega is awesome. Every track got dope-ass production. Definitely one of the 10 best produced albums of the year. Hands fucking down. This was really well produced. Um, Rushmore Pack. Hey, French Montana has stepped it up lyrically on this project. It seems like Harry Fraud brings out the best in him. Now, French Montana, when he first came into the game, he was on the Cocaine City DVDs and on the Smack DVDs. He was lyrical when he first came out. And then, once he got signed, he completely dumbed his sound down. But on certain projects, he would show that he, he would show his lyricism now and again. But on this album, he went back to uh, the old French Montana. Rushmore Pack is nothing different. It's a dope song. Now, Drive By featuring Babyface Ray. One of the bigger surprises on this album. I really enjoyed that song. Um, Keep It Real featuring ESTG. Um, I was surprised that ESTG adjusted to the uh, Harry Fraud production. It's more of a laid-back sound. ESTG is more used to up-tempo or bass-heavy production. So he definitely adjusted his style. Now, one of my favorite tracks on the album, Kind of Girl featuring Rick Ross. I love the vibe of this track. Perfectly fits Rick Ross's laid-back style, and French Montana follows his lead, higher, man, this is one of my favorite beats on the album, man, and French Montana is going on here, and my favorite song on the uh, project, uh, Bricks and Bags featuring Benny the Butcher and Jadakiss, definitely one of the better collabs of the year, and my goodness, this is just high-level spitting, and French Montana actually keeps up with Jadakiss and Benny the Butcher. And he does not get washed. Poetic with no justice. Just another great fucking song. Drop Top featuring Quavo. This is a hit record right here. This should be a single in my opinion. Shorty So Bad. This is the only terrible song on here. Shorty So Bad is ass. That's the only bad song on here. The rest of it is fucking incredible. I was surprised by French Montana on this project. Uh, Drunk Words, Sober Thoughts feature featuring Chinks. Definitely uh, enjoyed, enjoyed that. Bronx Mecca, Great Closer. All in all, Montega, definitely a surprise track. Is it a classic? No, but it's close. It's just Harry Fraud's production just bought out the best in French Montana. He is like what Hit Boy is to Nas. This is definitely one of my favorite projects of the year. Snoop Dogg presents Death Row Summer 2022. This project is a compilation album between Snoop Dogg and some of his death row artists. Now let me tell you something. This is my favorite project of the year. I'm calling it right now. This is what you call, this is how you deliver good music. Now of course I could, I can't put it in my album of the year conversation because you know, it's solely focused on rap based albums but definitely one of the uh, I could definitely put in a mixtape of the year because this mixtape is fucking incredible this should be a soundtrack to the movie like to a movie this is definitely like the music I grew up listening to but it's a little bit more modernized and Snoop Dogg this year I have to give him an honorary MVP just give him an honorary MVP I know the numbers aren't there but the music is there and me I like to focus more on the music aspect Snoop Dogg started in late 2021 with the Algorithm Project and then at the beginning of the yeah because that was a Def Jam based album featuring Def Jam artists and some Death Row artists then he ended up dropping back on Death Row which was a very incredible album With great production and great songs Snoop Dogg's a legend We already know this And then with this Death Row Summer 2022 project While he's on the Back on Death Row tour Incredible music was made Now let's get it started Now keep on riding With Snoop Dogg, The Dog Pound and Butch Cassidy This is classic West Coast sound this is incredible. Like Battlecat is a dope ass producer. I swear he's one of the more underrated producers of all time. You know, growing up, all I listened to is West Coast and East Coast music and some Midwest too and some down south, but predominantly East Coast and West Coast. So, they had me with the West Coast sound, but Corrupted Dash sound pretty good in 2022. I was a little bit nervous to check out like newer music released by them because I was afraid that they were going to be unable to modernize. But on this project, they were able to. Now, this is probably one of my favorite records on this project. Bad. Featuring the East Siders, Goldie Loki, Trey D. Now, the East Siders is one of my favorite rap groups of all time. Now, Bad, they hop on a track with Hit Boy, and they completely destroy it. Now, Touch Away, Snoop Dogg and October London. October London killed this hook, and Snoop Dogg does what he does, which is write a great song. And it's just, uh, it's one of them songs that those niggas in downtown Detroit listen to on their motorcycle. It has that old-school vibe to it now Bron and Bronny featuring Champ Medici this is what it's the weakest song on here maybe it's the I think it's the weakest song on here but that doesn't mean it's whack because it's not whack it has the modern sound on here and Snoop and Champ definitely do a really good job on this song everybody watching Raphael, Sadiq, and Miguel Oh my god, bro Who would have thought that we needed To hear a collab from Raphael, Sadiq, and Miguel This has the 60's Motown vibe to it It's vintage And Raphael and I didn't even know that was Miguel I knew it was Raphael, Sadiq Because Raphael, Sadiq Has a very distinct voice you can recognize him in a group of vocalists. Everybody watching is arguably the best song on the project. Now Mulholland Drive with October London and LaToya Williams. It's another great song. Just another one of them songs where you're chilling with your lady on the beach and you just sipping champagne or coconuts or whatever the fuck you want. Like this is a really beautiful song Um, A Madman's World With Jane Hancock Fire She kills that song World Go Round With Uncle Chuck Again This is that 60's Late 60's Early 70's Motown sound And Uncle Chuck does his best impression Of Eddie Kendrick's on this song Cause that nigga bodied shit now, Whoop-Dee-Woop with the Dog Pound. Oh, my God. If you like that early 2000s West Coast music, this is the exception right here. Whoop-Dee-Woop is just a classic West Coast song, man, and it's fucking dope. As Dazz and Corrupt just tear that track the fuck up. Higher power featuring 84 faces. Now, I don't know... If this is a group or not. But the girl on the song, she sound like SZA. She definitely has a SZA vibe going on. The rapping on the song is kind of whack. It's, it's kind of like this dude tried to do his best impression of Larry June and fucking failed. Man, Larry June would have did a way better job than this guy. That nigga sound like great value Larry June on this song. Nigga that rapped on here. That nigga ass. But I, all in all, higher power is very catchy and it'll hypnotize you. Um, put you through hell with Mini murder. I think that's how you pronounce that lady's name. She came through with a great ballad. I like that. Now Biala Camingo with October London This is more like a Latin song But it's very catchy And this shit would have probably hit in the mid 2000's I'm not gonna hold you Now Verbalize with uh, Stokely Williams from Mid Condition Stokely proves that he really took care of his voice over the years And did not fall off Wait a minute baby with Raphael Sadiq Jay Black and October London These three niggas This is another one of them tracks That has that sixty early That late 60s early 70s um Motown feel to it These three niggas tow this bitch up Like if you like real singing This is real singing Niggas and bitches Real fucking singing yo I was just like God damn These niggas is body and shit. Now, the final track running with Hey Beyond. I mean, this was cool. This was cool. This, This is another one of those catchy songs. All in all, Death Row Summer 2022. This is a project I recommend. I highly recommend. Because this could end up being one of the top 10 best albums of 2022. I'm standing behind what the fuck I'm saying when I say that. Snoop Dogg put together a great project. A complete fucking classic project. Now let's move on to Juicy J and Pierre Bourne, Space Age Pimpin'. Now, before I get into the tracks, Pierre Bourne is ass. I hate to say it, but He is a horrible rapper. He's a hell of a producer though, I give him that. And I just feel like Pierre Bourne sounds a little bit too much like Uzi, another rapper that I don't, that I'm not too fond of. But Pierre Bourne is worthy of tolerating on this project as this album produces so many bangers. Now, Juicy J, Juicy J held his own on this album. Like, this nigga was really the catalyst of writing these great fucking songs. Now, You Want It featuring Project Pat. Project Pat don't kick a verse, but I guess they sampled him. You Want It. Pierre Bourne definitely was the catalyst of this track, and he didn't do too bad on this song. Smoking Out. Man, Juicy J is a fucking beast. He killed this shit this Fronto. This is one of my favorite songs on here Pierre Bourne kind of fucked up the flow It was kind of like reminiscent of when Master P would do songs and Silk the shocker would hop on and fucking ruin it That goes on a lot throughout this project Bring them out. You know is just talking about bringing the bitches out. Uh-huh Juicy J killed this hook and his verse Pierre Bourne just does me it. BBL. Man, this should be a hit record at the strip club. This is a club banger. BBL is fucking catchy as hell. Who Get High. I wasn't a fan of this song. It's probably one of the weaker songs on the album. Can't Get Her. Juicy J and Pierre are just talking about niggas that lose their bitches to other niggas. The Deep End Man this song is fucking fire Fire NFT That's another one Juicy J and Pierre Actually do well on this song uh, and, and the sample Is fucking crazy Unsolved Mystery Featuring Well actually you know what Unsolved Mystery So it's, it's one of them gangsta songs You know what I'm saying One of them gangsta rap songs Last but certainly not least Conway the Machine drops his fourth project of the year. What has been blessed cannot be cursed. And let me tell you something. This project right here is dope. This is better than organized grime. Not uh. uh, I would say it's on the same level as Greetings Earthlings, but not better than God Don't Make Mistakes. Conway the Machine continues his run and his wrath on the rap game. As I had said, that he is a top two rapper that's rapping right now. Salutations, Conway the Machine. You know, everybody is using that part in Baby Boy when... Sweet Pea is praying and shit. But Salutations is a good opener. It's a green light. Oh my god. That sample is sick. Conway is doing Conway things, just spitting his ass off. Bodie Bro, this is probably the weakest song. Well, actually, you know what? I take that back. The second weakest song. Still decent though. In My Soul featuring Jay Skees. Oh my god. Conway the Machine and Jay Skis completely destroy that track. Your bitch chose me, man. Yet another incredible track. As Kyle, Con- I mean, this- the track name is self-explanatory. Why you ain't move on me? This is a. Reminiscent, this got that most deaf a- a- appeal to it. I don't know why though. But why you ain't move on me? I love that. Sunday Sermon with Jay Skees once again. This time Conway and Jay Skees go back and forth. And they completely kill this song. Yes, it's a body. scared to death featuring method man conway and meth completely destroyed the boom bap track as this whole entire project is produced by big ghost ltd machine completely delivers here now big drum featuring goose j ski 7th after genius shots and sk this is probably the weakest song on here but it isn't, like, atrocious or ass. I'm just being, like, honest. Dog food skit featuring God, Lukey Cage. God, Lukey Cage is just talking a whole bunch of shit on this uh, skit right here. But all in all, I feel like... um. What has been blessed cannot be cursed is yet another great addition to Conway's illustrious discography. Conway's on a lot of y'all niggas' necks as far as having, as far as rap discographies. Like, there's no bad album or bad project that I've heard from Conway the Machine. I've never necessarily really been disappointed everyone isn't a classic of course he has a couple he has at least two or three classic albums at least but I actually enjoyed myself you know it was one project that ruined and killed the whole vibe but I'm not gonna really mention it because it isn't really worth it but I enjoyed listening to all seven of these projects though they were all fun. And I pretty much enjoyed my New Music Fridays. Now, this was King known Uncensored. New Music Fridays. And I'm going.